Welcome to the Business End of the Leash, the podcast where I get real about how dog trainers, just like you, can level up your business in a way that's sustainable, scalable, and stops your business running you. I'm your host, Erin Moore, and I'm a dog business strategist who helps dog trainers niche down and level up their services, client results, income, and free time. Welcome to today's episode of the Business End of the Leash. I want to talk to you guys today about certification. Now, before we get into this, I want to put a little caveat out there. I am not anti-certification. Anytime I do posts or emails or podcast episodes or recordings about certification, I get people getting real up in their feels about it and wanting to yell at me for it because they think me saying I don't like the way certifications are done in the dog training industry means that I'm anti-certification. And those two are not the same thing. I am not anti-certification. I have never been anti-certification. I think that we need to know what we're doing when we're working with dogs. I think that's really important. I also think certifications mean different things to each individual trainer. And most trainers I know who have certifications are really proud of those certifications and worked really fucking hard for them and rightly so should be proud of those certifications. So I want to really make that clear that I am not anti-certification. I am anti what we've made certifications mean in the industry. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. Now, it's really important to recognize that certification, education, knowledge, and skills are not the same thing. And yet they have been all lumped together in a lot of different ways in the industry. To further break it down, certification, education, knowledge, and skills that are behavior related are not the same thing and do not do the same thing as certification, education, knowledge, and skills that are business related. And that brings me to the first thing that I want to talk to you about around certification in the dog training industry is this myth that I see, this belief that I see so many dog trainers have that certifications will somehow grow your business and somehow bring in clients. Now, I see trainers spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every year on behavior knowledge and information and keeping their certifications up to date. And that in itself is fine. Where I have a problem is where they are spending that money because they think that these next letters after my name are going to mean that more clients are going to work with me. This additional certification is going to mean that my business is now going to grow. These additional certifications are going to make me money. And it's really important to recognize that certifications definitely have their place and they can do a lot of things. Growing your business and making you money and bringing in clients is not one of them. Here is the sad truth. Most dog owners don't give a fuck about your certifications. Should they or shouldn't they? Well, that's a totally different story, but truthfully, they don't. Now, I say most, not everyone, and if you're lucky enough to have clients who do care, that's fantastic, but for the majority of trainers, that is not the reality and the truth, and they don't get asked about their certifications. What clients care about is can you fix their fucking problem? They have a problem with their dog, and here's the thing. It doesn't matter whether clients uh, want really good relationships with their dogs or not, or are your ideal clients in any other way. Every single client that is reaching out to a dog trainer also 
wants a problem fixed. So they can want to have a really good relationship with their dog and want a problem fixed. And that is what they care about. People reach out for help. People pay money to get problems fixed. So when dog trainers use their certifications in their marketing, you are actually less likely to have people want to hire you unless your niche happens to be those people who are super like into certifications and education themselves. But for the most part, if you are talking about your certifications in your marketing, you're talking about you're the only certified trainer or you're XYZ certified and you're using that in your marketing, you're actually pushing a lot of clients away. Think about it for a second. Clients are inundated and overwhelmed with information and an industry full of people all talking about how they are the ones that should be hired. And if you see two ads for dog training, one of them is talking about this certification and that certification, these letters off my name, and it took me this long to do, and I, you know, I'm the only one in the city who does this. Or there's a the other ad is talking about, hey, I see you. You've got this fucking problem. That's really fucking hard. That sucks. Hey, I can help you. What if we get that fixed by tomorrow? Cool. Give me a call. Clients are going to go for that second one. Now, generally speaking, there is so much misinformation and misunderstandings around dogs and dog training, and that includes what people need to look for when looking for a trainer. And I see trainers talking about it all the time, trying to educate people by saying, when you're looking for a trainer, look for these things, and they include certification in that. Here's where I want to suggest that you switch up your marketing strategy. Instead of trying to educate clients about what they should look for, start speaking their language so that they know that you can help them. They reach out to you. And then once they are paying clients who trust you and have a relationship with you and are willing to listen to what you have to say, now you can hit them with all of the, the educational, informational stuff about what they need to look for and, and why certifications are important. And But until they trust you, until they have a relationship with you, until they are willing to listen to what you have to say, you're farting against thunder by trying to talk about your certifications and your marketing, and you are pushing people away and making it less likely that they are going to hire you. Hey, if you're enjoying the show and getting fired up about how you can implement some of these changes to level up your business, make sure to book your spot to have a chat with me about how I can help you do just that. You can book through my website at dogbizcoach.com. Okay, back to the show. So when you want to grow your business and bring in clients, you need to learn marketing, niche, who should you be working with, who should you not be working with, and I'm going to be talking about this in an upcoming episode because let me tell you, not everybody with a dog should be your fucking client. Marketing, niche, Program design, so putting your information together in a way that isn't one-to-ones, group classes. Anyway, I'm giving away all of my future episodes here. So you need to learn marketing, niche, program design, and sales. That is what will bring in clients. Knowing how to speak to your potential clients, speak their language in a way that they go, oh my gosh, this person is in my head. They can absolutely help me. That is how you bring clients in. And once they are in and working with you, you can then help them understand the importance of all of the other stuff. Now, something that I get asked a lot about when I'm talking about certifications not growing your business, a lot of people say, yeah, but what about word of mouth? Well, here's the thing about word of mouth. While word of mouth is certainly a lovely thing to have, and it's a great uh, piece 
to our marketing. There are a couple of major problems that come with relying solely on word of mouth marketing to grow your business or even to sustain your business. Firstly, word of mouth is not impervious to change. What happens if the other professional that is referring to you moves or you have a disagreement with and they decide they don't want to refer to you anymore or totally leaves the industry and goes off and does something, to- I don't know, they go be a librarian instead. All of a sudden you've lost a stream of referrals that you were relying on. You are not in control of your marketing if you are relying on word of mouth as your sole or main form of marketing. And anytime you are not in control of your marketing, your business is not stable because it can be taken away, disappear, gone so quickly. And that's a really scary way to live. If you really want to be able to grow your business and bring in more clients, you need to learn how to market in a way that you are in control of, that you are going out there and anytime you need to bring in extra money, let's say you want to, I don't know, buy a second car and you want to put down a 20 grand deposit on that car or pay for a 20 grand car right off the bat. When you understand how to market, you can look at that and go, cool, so I need to make 20 grand. How many clients does that equal to? Awesome. This is my marketing strategy that I know my numbers and I know what I have to do to bring in those amount of clients so that I can do this. If you don't have that level of understanding and control over your marketing, then you're operating from a place of fingers crossed, I hope enough people get referred to me in every month so that I can pay my bills place. And that place is really unsteady and unstable. And when we're in that place, and trust me, I was in that place. I, word of mouth was my only form of marketing for a really long time as a dog trainer. And it didn't matter how much money I made in a month. My thought was, yeah, but what what about next month? So I could have a really good month, but because of the fluctuation of it. There was always that fear in the back of my head about, oh, but next month could be a lot like next month. What if I don't? Oh, December is typically a slow month. Oh shit. What if I, so learning how to effectively market and sell what you do means that you are in control of your business. You are in control of your marketing and that you don't ever have to worry about, fuck, I hope enough clients find me this month. The other thing that is not so fantastic about word of mouth marketing is that you're not in control of the type of people that are being referred to you. You're not in control of whether they are going to be your niche clients or not. And again, there's an episode coming all about niche, so you know how important that is. But when you are taking on every single client that calls you, and very often we feel obligated to take on a client that someone else has referred to us because, oh, wow, they sent the referral and I don't want to seem whatever, so let me take this client. You are not in control of where those people are your niche and you're taking people you shouldn't be working with. And I'm not going to get too much further into that one because I have a whole episode coming on that. So word of mouth marketing is fantastic. It's great. It's, it's a wonderful thing to have as an addition, as a supplement to a main marketing strategy that you are in control of so that you are actually in control of your business and you are in control of your money and you have a stable, solid footing under your ground rather than, shit, I hope enough people send people my way this month. The next thing that I want to talk about around this is, so Dr. Trainer is spending so much money on business education and continuing education for their certifications because of all of these erroneous beliefs There also tends to be a huge imbalance in dog trainers spending money on business education. 
right? Now we all get into business because we want to help as dog trainers. We get into the industry because we're like, I really want to help people. I really want to help dogs. How do I like, okay, great. I'll start my business. I'll go do that. But without a lot of business knowledge or business uh, acumen or business know-how to help us with that. And there's this weird like moral judgment that if you need help with your business or you need help with the marketing, you need help with any aspect of your business, that somehow you're a failure. Ah, fuck that. I call bullshit on that one. So let me ask you a question. How much money did you spend on behavior education and keeping up with your CEUs over the last 12 months? And can you directly correlate and calculate how that helped you make more money? Not have more behavior knowledge, not be able to help clients at a higher level, but specifically on the business level. How did it help you market? How did it help you sell? How did it help you bring in clients? How did it help you actually make the money to stay in business so that you can keep doing this wonderful career that you love to do? So what I want to really shift around is that behavior education and focusing on certifications, not going to grow your business, not going to make you money. Focusing on your business education is the thing that's going to help you grow your business. And what if, just put this in your brain, what if for 12 months you decided, let's say you're on a limited budget, for 12 months you decided that, you know what, I'm actually going to focus on my business education so that I can stop being on a limited budget, so that I can even up my finances, so that I can have a business that is sustainable and scalable and that pays me enough that I can go do all the fucking behavior education that I want to. What if you did that for 12 months? What do you think would shift in your business for you? The next thing I want to talk about, and this is a big one, and this is a really emotional topic, our industry needs regulating, right? We know that. But there isn't a way that the way things are set up right now that will do that smoothly or easily, right? And one of the misinformation and erroneous beliefs that that is out there is that certifications will somehow help to regulate the industry. Now that is not true at all. Because when we're in an unregulated industry, that means that all of the organizations that are out there certifying dog trainers are, and I don't mean this as an insult, but they're effectively just a group of people who got together and said, you know what, we think this is the way that this should be done and we're going to start teaching other people that this is how we think things should be done. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, who's regulating those organizations? Who's making sure that their information is accurate? Who's making sure that the curriculum that they are teaching or that the information they're giving out there is correct and accurate? Every single camp in the dog training industry, it doesn't matter what side you're on, believes that the way they do things is right, that the way they do things is best, and therefore believes that the education that they are teaching in all of these bodies that are certifying people in every different area of the dog training industry is right. They can't all be right. And everybody then thinks that the other person is wrong. And so instead of regulating the industry, That way of thinking, the way that we have made it mean the us or them mentality actually creates more of a divide in the industry, creates more fracture, creates more um, disconnection. 
And with all of those fractures and disconnections that get created, we take further and further and further steps from ever being able to regulate the industry. So instead of certifications regulating the industry, they're doing the opposite. And if you really want to make a difference in regulating the industry, growing your business is how you do that. Okay, what the fuck? What do you mean growing your business is how I regulate the industry? Okay, hear me out here. So think for a second about a training company, a training business, a training individual that is really well known and has a massive following and an almost cult-like following that does things the opposite to the way that you do. Okay? How many people follow them? How many people continue to work with them? How many people just throw their money at them? How many people are referring their friends and their family and continuing to do things in a way that is damaging? Because this person has a giant fucking platform. Now, what if you had a platform to rival that? What if you had a giant fucking platform that meant people were believing that what you did was best, following your methodology, doing the things that you know are best for dogs. And you had clients, hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people following you, doing the things that you are telling them to do, referring their friends and families. You had a business that could support that. You had a business that could work with that level of people. Now, you may not want to have a dog training empire, right? You may want to just have a, a dog training business that is the kind of right size for you and you've got, you know, your however many people that you work with and you're happy with that. That's cool. Not everybody should build a dog training empire. But for those of you that are heading to, I'm building a fucking dog training empire, that is how you're going to change the industry because when you become big enough that the competition becomes irrelevant, that's where you make a difference. Shit-talking other methods online, arguing with other trainers online, fighting about different methodology, talking about how everybody else is wrong, doing certification after certification after certification after certification is not reaching the dog owners, is not reaching the people who need your help with their dog and who need help understanding why what they are being told is not accurate. When you have a platform that reaches people, when people know who you are, when someone says, oh yeah, oh, you got a re like reactivity issues, this is the person, this is the page to follow. You need to go listen to them. Now, all of a sudden, you're making all of these other platforms and all of these other trainers irrelevant. People are going to start following you. People are going to start doing what you say to do, and your audience is going to grow as you continue to do that. So if you really want to be regulating the industry, growing your business is one of the best ways you can do that. So focusing on your business and growing it large enough with a format that actually helps and reaches more people and more dogs without taking more of your time, this is the really important piece, makes more people want to work with you and your methods, right? And so when you learn how to set that up, you have a way wider reach and you can actually make a difference that you want to be making on the level and the scale that you want to be making it on. The last one I want to talk to you guys about today is the belief that I see a lot that certifications will automatically make you a better trainer. Now, I got two pieces to this I want to talk about. First, let's just say that's true. Let's say just doing the certification somehow automatically translates to being a better trainer. That still isn't going to help you grow your business. 
being a better trainer, being better with the behavior and the mechanical skills does not translate into being better with the people, does not translate into being better in sales and marketing or any of the things that we've already talked about. So even if certifications just automatically made you a better trainer, they still don't have a knock-on effect on, on helping you be a better business owner. Now, the reason that I say certifications don't automatically make you a better trainer is that certifications and education don't automatically transfer over to knowledge and skills. And a lot of the time, people are really good at the book learning or really good at working with their own dog, and they struggle to transfer those skills into being able to talk another human being through the process. They struggle with being able to generalize that with a bunch of the other dogs that they're going to see out there. So just because you can pass a test or pass an assessment doesn't automatically make you a better trainer. What makes you a better trainer is being able to take that knowledge that you got during that assessment or that test and practice it. Going out there and practicing it with the people and the dogs and getting better at it. And this involves a level of acceptance that you're not going to be perfect at it right away. And here's another thing that I don't like about this belief that certifications will make you a better trainer. When people come at the other end of a certification and they don't feel any more confident and they don't suddenly have a bunch more skills that are transferable into, you know, 19 different dogs right away, that so often feeds imposter syndrome. And instead of understanding that, oh, yeah, okay, Nicole, now I got to go practice these skills, it becomes, I knew I was shit at this and I knew that I shouldn't be doing this and nobody's ever going to pay me for this because they've done all these fucking certifications and I still can't do this fucking thing. Like, I still feel afraid and I still feel underconfident. So chasing certifications as a way to make you a better trainer can have the opposite effect if you get stuck in that fear and that imposter syndrome that means you're never putting yourself out there and practicing so you're never getting any better. So practicing and doing and being out there working with clients and dogs is what makes you a better trainer. Taking that knowledge, transferring it into actionable skills, taking that knowledge, transferring it into being able to take that knowledge dissect it into uh, information that is relevant and easily accessible by non-dog training humans and present that in a way that sticks for them so that they understand it and they know what to do and they can then transfer that into a skill with their dog. Now, I'm going to talk about this in an upcoming episode too around why one-to-ones and group classes and board and trains are not getting the results that you could be getting with your clients. Because when we do what I call blended programs, which is basically in a nutshell, there's so much more to it, but in a nutshell, adding an online component to what you already do in a way that adds a whole level of support for your clients, you're presenting information in a way that works for the human learner. So your human clients are able to learn that knowledge and information that you have that you've now put into a format that works for their brain, works for their learning, so that they can actually absorb what you're saying, learn what you're saying, and be able to turn it into practice and be able to turn it into their own mechanical skills that are going to have the end result of changing the behavior that they are contacting you 
about changing. So practicing and doing make you a better trainer, having a business set up in a way that is best for the human learning makes you a better trainer. I really hope that this episode helped to shift some perspective for you and helped to be like, well, shit, I had never thought about it that way. I love those well shit moments. Um, if you are my favorite kind of person who's like, shit, what you say is fantastic and I need more, stay tuned. There's more episodes. Uh, feel free to go to my website, book a call with me, have a chat with me. All of that info is in the show notes. Let's get talking and get you out of doing certification after certification after certification and into growing your business so that you can be a better trainer, regulating the industry, and building a solid financial future for yourself while helping more dogs and more people. All right. I'll see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to leave a review, hit subscribe, and share. Links to all the ways that you can stay connected and updated about this podcast and my programs are in the show notes. See you next time.